you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to Isaiah chapter 1. Now, I know the bulletin says verses 1 through 20, but I'm not going to read all those verses and then go back and try to cover all those verses. <clears throat> so, we're going to read verses, um, Brandy, if you skip down, we're going to read verses 18 through 20. And then we'll go back and cover these others as, as we get to that, all right? God's speaking here through Isaiah, and he simply says, come now. There's a comma there. Come now. And I'm begging you, and I'm asking you to come tonight. I'd love to see this auditorium completely maxed out with people. Hungry. For the word of God. So he, God says come now. Why? In order for us to reason together. Saith the Lord. Though your sins. Be as scarlet. They shall be white as snow. And though they be red like crimson. They shall be as wool. <clears throat> if ye be willing and obedient. Ye shall eat the good of the land. You hear that? If you be willing and obedient. Two things that we need to do. But if you refuse and if you rebel, ye shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord is the one doing the talking. Father, help us to allow you to break us. Lord, we need to be broken. We need to be broken for the sins that are in our own life, for the, for the sins in others' lives, and be broken for our lost neighbors. Lord, I don't understand. I, I just know that you have put me in this place for this hour. And Lord, this could be my last, and if it is, I want to give it my best shot. God, I pray that you would anoint my throat today. You know what's going on. I don't. But I pray that you'd anoint my throat. That I might be able to speak with clarity, with understanding, and that your will be done in this service in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. God has spoken his word and we need to listen to what he has to say. The businessmen of our world today have their own Bible that they use in order to conduct their business. The medical people, they have their Bible of what needs to be done when this occurs or that occurs. The law has their Bible. The cook has his cookbook. The nurse has their Bible. The lawyers have their lawyer Bible. The automotive technician has his Bible. The teachers of education have their Bible. The pastor, the preacher, has his Bible. The holy word of God. Listen to me. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'll cease to preach anything other than the word of God, okay? I don't like all that he has to say in here, but I know who he's speaking to, okay? He's speaking to us. I think many times, hey, I'm preaching to myself, but am I going to do anything about it? The word is very plain, the word is very clear this morning, 
And so the title is just simple, Revival and Scripture, okay? It is scriptural, by the way. It's not something that man conjured up that we need to do once or twice a year or whenever, but it's a thing that God is calling our attention to. First of all, if you're writing, there's only three points that I'm making this morning, and you need to write it down. Excuse me. <clears throat> you need to write it down and or underline it in the Word because if you look at these, this open Bible right here this morning, I mean, I got stuff wrote every which way. When God speaks, I need to write it down because I can't remember it. Wake up in the night and I think of something. I'm too sorry and lazy to get up and write it down and then the next morning can't remember what he said. Sleep's not that important when God is doing the speaking. Rest is not that important when God says to go. The scripture, first of all, reveals the tragic neglect of righteousness in our life. It's a neglect. It's a neglected thing of, of doing what's right to our fellow man. This uh, visit that I made this week, thank you, this visit that I made this week, I did not tell them I was a pastor preacher. I didn't tell them. But I did talk to them about did they know the Lord Jesus? And when I got ready to go, I said, could I pray with y'all? The man's in this hospice, this hospital bed the hospice is taken care of. He just sort of raised it up, reached out his hand. It wasn't to clean his hand, and neither was the house, and neither was the people. But I reached out quickly to grab a hold to his hand, to let him know, hey, I love you, and that's why I'm here. They were quick to, to say, hey, yeah, go ahead, we want you to pray. <clears throat> but I left, and they had no idea. I didn't know any of them. I told them who I was. None of them said, we heard of you. Never. Somebody's not getting the word out around here. I'm talking less than a half a mile, maybe a quarter of a mile. They don't know who we are. Lord willing, if we get our donations made, they're going to know who we are. Because we're going to do our best to try to help them. Scripture reveals a tragic neglect of righteousness. First of all, this neglect uh, will lead to spiritual backsliding. <clears throat> now these old kings you see there in verse 1. Oh, Uzziah, he, he, was, he was for prosperity. Oh, Jotham, he, was, he delayed things. And Ahaz, he, he was just just wants to have a good time and who cares where the, which way the world goes. And I've lived under a president that was like that. Hello. Hezekiah, he brought hope. He brought hope as the king. And uh, when we think about that uh, backsliding, uh, you know, what brings on backsliding? Listen. Listen to who God is witnessing to here in verse 2. Hear the old heavens and give o'er of the Lord have spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. 
children. I'm talking about Christians, born again people of God. And he says, who have rebelled against me. I mean, I don't know why we do, would do that. We know who God is. We know what he's done for us. The opposite, opposite of this <clears throat> is man and his sinful condition. We must confess our sins. Hey, we have rebelled against God. We have, uh, we have raised up against his word. We ought to be raising up to promote his word, but we've raised up against his word. You know, it's been a long time, excuse me, it's been a long time since I have been to a high school football game where they had an invocation spoken out loud and not just a moment of silence. Hello? And I remember, I remember, I remember the night that, that I was asked to pray over the football game at West Oak. And uh, I graduated from Wren, and that's who West Oak was playing that night. When I finished praying and said amen, I saw a whole host of people coming out of the Wren High School side stands. Boys, like a team, here they come. And they wound around over there and found me. It was my, a lot of my classmates and my friends. They said, we could not believe what we just heard. We had to come over here and see if it was really you. Well, you know, God changes us. But they don't do that anymore. And I have talked to preachers. I said, guys, this is what we need to do. And we might get arrested. Where'd Mike go? You guys see. We need to have a host of God-fearing preachers to storm that PA system up there at the ball game. And when they say, what are you doing up here? They say, we fishing to have a prayer. Hey, you know, my taxes talks about schools. Teachers, what does that say to you? I say what it says to me. I own that schoolhouse. I make payments on the schoolhouse. And I pay the teachers. Don't tell me I cannot come into a place. Somebody made mention about, oh, you're gonna, we're going to get in trouble at the Good News Club when that bunch of crowd shows up. Let me tell you something. I hope I'm in good shape on that day because I will not go out of there with my tail between my legs. You hear me? I promise you, listen, it's time. It's time that we stood up for God and his holy word. He said, you've rebelled. You've, you've gone against my word. The only way this world's going to be saved is through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everything else and everybody else is going to go to hell. Do you understand? If you don't share Jesus with the lost, they're going to die without him. Well, a lot of times the reason we don't share Christ is because our life is not up to par. How can you witness to somebody who you've beat out of something? How can you witness to somebody who has loaned you money and you fail to pay them back? Right? We've got to confess our sins. This, this, this neglect, I'm going to tell you something according to verses 3 and 4. It will lead to spiritual blindness. Look what it says. The ox knoweth his owner. The ass, his master's crib, 
But Israel doth not know my people, doth not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, the seed of evildoers, children that are come corruptors. I mean, gosh, kids with guns killing. Kids. They have forsaken the Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. They've forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. And out right there at the end of that verse, I wrote backslidden. You know what backslidden means? You have, I, you have, we have drawn away from God like Peter. He was all on fire for Jesus until the heat got on that he could lose his life. And then he withdrew his fellowship from the Lord Jesus Christ and wound up with a devil's crowd cussing and swearing that he didn't even know the one that was fishing to die for his sins. We've done the same thing. We have opportunities every day to share Jesus. In my 36 plus years of pastoring and preaching and visiting, I've only had a door shut in my face one time. One time. I told them who I was and what I was there for. They didn't speak a word. We shut the door. I never, ever went back there. Because the Bible says if they don't treat you right, shake the dirt off your feet and get out of here. The only other thing close to that, I knocked on the door, I told her who it was, and the lady says this verbatim, I promise you, she said, if you have come over here to save us, we ain't interested. I said, ma'am, I didn't come to save you. Well, come on in. I talked about Jesus, the one that saves, not me. I didn't lie, did I? Hey, I told the truth. But I was able to pray before I left. People looking at us, they're watching us to see what we are going to do. This neglect will lead to spiritual blindness. Ignorance. Ungrateful, slanderous, talking about folk. I don't know about y'all. Listen to me. I have been told that some are sitting around texting. You'll be shame if you are. Let me tell you something. You'll not be able to text in hell. You can disregard the word. You can disregard me. Whatever you want to do, you can giggle. You can laugh. You can pass notes. You can text somebody on the other side of the auditorium. That's all right if that's what you want to do. But God's saying, "I'm you're turning your back on me. You're turning your back on my holy word." How far? I've asked this question. How far will I push God? Proverbs. 1434 says, righteousness exalteth a nation. Right, right, right kind of living will lift up a nation. But he also says, but sin 
is a reproach, an embarrassment to any people. Why do people want to gather in America? Why do they want to come to America? Hey, land of the free. Who's paying the, ba- who's paying the debts? <laughs> Sold out people who love God, that's who's paying the debts. The rest of them are riding free. Well, it is what it is, y'all. But we can't turn our back on God. I mean, he's given us the Ten Commandments, and they are firm, and they are sure. And we've got all kind of things going on that goes against the commandments, and I don't even have time to begin and tell you all the stuff because you read the paper, you see the news, you hear people talking about same-sex marriage, and it's okay. And I hate to even think about this. Starts with the Q. You heard me. I've been scolded about using that word, but I'm going to tell you. I looked up in Webster Dictionary, the word gay is a happy person. You can say, my old pastor is gay, it's okay. I'm happy. I'm happy in the Lord. I'm happy in my church. I'm happy to be able to go about and share Jesus with people. I am free to do that and happy to do it. I'm probably the most gay preacher in this county. Who would admit it? Now you can take that any way you want to. So he's acting a lot of queer. No, he ain't neither. You know what the Bible says about me? I am a peculiar person. Peculiar. Well, it is what it is, but we have neglected, we have neglected living right kind of lives. I'm talking about me. We've neglected reading God's word, praying, visiting, sharing Jesus, and begging people to come to the Lord. We just neglect that. Well, second thing, the scripture reveals a tremendous need for revival. We need to be restored, y'all. Verse 6, the first part of verse 6 says, from the sole of your foot. That's the bottom of your shoe. From the sole of your foot, even under the head, there is no soundness in it. But, but wounds. No soundness in it. A sick head, listen, a sick head can't reason. It can't reason. That verse uh, continues on there. Uh, back up the verse. Why should we be stricken anymore? Ye will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of your foot even to the, to the head there is no soundness in it but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. They have not been closed, neither bound up, neither mollified with ointment. You know what he's saying there? It's rotten. It's almost gangrene of the soul. And what I understand about gangrene, if it don't get stopped, then you, you cut off part of the body to stop it, right? What about the soul? What you gonna do with the soul? That's the only thing that's gonna survive, y'all. Either 
survive in hell or survive in heaven. You, if you're lost, you, if you go to hell, you will be alive in hell. You will have a memory in hell. You'll have eyesight in hell. You'll have uh, feelings in hell. If you don't believe it, read about the, the uh, rich man that went to hell. He could see, he could remember, he could experience in pain. That's the way it is. There's no second chance. Now is the time to clear our heads up so we can think positive about the Lord Jesus. We need to have our lives restored and we need to restore the righteousness to our land. Uh, Look at verse 7. Your country. Hey, my country. The United States of America. My country is, what's it say? Desolate. Empty. Your cities, Westminster, are burned with fire. The fires of hell. You can drive around and you'll see it. I'm not encouraging you to lay out a church during preaching hour, but if you do, just ride around and see what people are doing. On a given Lord's day. A given Lord's day. And the land, strangers devour it in your presence. I have no problem with people coming to America if they get here and do it right. I've been all over the world, seems like, but I had to have the right kind of papers. And I had a certain time uh, that I could stay. And when Lynn and I lived there in Africa four months and you so lovingly took care of us while we were gone in not only prayer but finances and everything else. We had to go to the embassy or whatever you call that thing and get our visas renewed because we were going to stay beyond what we were going to stay. We had to get it fixed. We had to do it right. Strangers devour it in your presence And I'm thinking about people who burn our flag. I'm sorry. That ought to be a crime punishable by death. You can take that any way you want to. We got a many of soldiers have died in every war we've ever been engaged in. Why? Because they were fighting for our freedom. They're still out there on the battlefield fighting for our freedom under the United States of America flag. And this bunch of junk that comes in here and don't want to do this and don't want to do that and don't want to support their country, they need to be shot out of here somewhere. He says the strangers have devoured you in your presence and it is desolate and overthrown by strangers. That's tough, y'all, but that's how it is. I mean, I can't change it. Our country, our cities, our our citizens. Let me give you a third and final thing. The scriptures reveal the true nature of revival. You see, I feel like God's heart is disgusted. Look Look at verse 10 and 11. Hear the word of the Lord, ye rulers of Sodom. Remember Sodom? Give ear to the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. What did he do with them? He destroyed them. I mean, I just this morning, uh, I, think, I think it was California. It was so quick. 
The fires were started again by lightning. Who created lightning? God did. And he can burn the United States up with one zap. He can do it. It's his. Give ear unto the law of our God, ye people of Gomorrah. Look at it. Listen to verse 11. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices unto me? In other words, what good is your sacrifice? What good is your offering? What good is your tithe when you've turned your back on me? You can't pay your way into heaven. You can't give enough to get there. You can't be good enough to get there. You just have to bow on your knees and ask the Lord to forgive us of our sorriness and have mercy on our soul. And he said he would. He said he would. We need to forsake, according to Scripture, 15 and 15 says, and when ye spread forth your hands, in other words, when you lift your hands in prayer to God, when you spread forth your hands, I will hide my eyes from you. Why? Because of our low-down sorriness. He said, I'll hide my eyes from you. Look what else he says. Yea, and when you make your prayers, I'm not even going to hear them. I'm not even going to listen to you when you pray because of your wickedness. Your hands are full of blood. Right now, hundreds in 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 the United States, hundreds of babies are being killed before they're born. Hey, some of them are being killed after they're being born. I don't understand it. I don't get it. We're killing our children. God have mercy upon America. I'm going to tell you, boys, girls, our nation better come back to God. I can't make it come back. You can't make it come back. But hey, I can, I can be one difference. I can be one difference. Verse 16 says, Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. That's followers right. Stop doing evil. Learn to do it right. Seek judgment. Relieve relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. And plead for the widow. In verse 18, come now and let us reason together. Come to an understanding that we're going to love God like the Bible says to love God and allow him to bless. He wants to bless, but he cannot do it because we don't want to repent of our sin, because we don't want to live good, clean, righteous kind of living. I think about our family. Ours is gone now. Done, done got married and moved out. Well, what if I could have cared less where them boys heard about Jesus or not? Then they would be raising their children right now, care less about what you think about Jesus. Well, revival begins with a provision. Uh, rebellion brings about punishment. What God says, you listen to me, what God says he will do, It may not be today. It may not come today. But you mark it down. My God will get around to wearing me out. 
He says, I will chasten, I'll whip, I'll punish every son who I love. And that includes male and female. I'll do it, he says. We need to keep our lamps trimmed and burning and do what God wants us to do. He can't bless here if we don't show up. What good would it do this morning? Listen to me. If I was the only one in this auditorium this morning, preaching as hard as I could, what good would it be? No good. He said, well, they ain't going to miss we know how. Yeah, but look what you are going to miss. You know, we got vacation time planned, I, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, I hate to be gone on a Sunday. Not that I'm jealous of this spot. It doesn't matter to me who preaches in this spot as long as they're preaching the Lord Jesus Christ buried, died, buried, and rose again, okay? I'm not jealous of this spot, but I'm just afraid what I might miss myself. Old Lazarus, there's a choir saying about, what if, what if Mary and Martha could have cared less? Well, he's dead. Hey, he, he's dead. We done buried him. No use to call the Lord. Ain't no use to go up out of the church and beg people to come. Ain't no use. He's dead. He's gone. <laughs> but they petitioned God. And God sent Jesus. And Jesus said, Lazarus, come out of there, son. There's more work to do. Get up and get out. I can just see that picture of him. You know, here he comes, all bound up. And the Bible says, loose him and let him go. He's got a word for us. You see, the word is spread by Christians who care. I challenge you this morning, whatever the way God might have spoken to you, the altar's open for whatever reason. Listen, the most ultimate reason in this room today, if you're lost, you need to be saved. You can put it off if you want to. You can say all that preacher's doing is trying to gain more people so he can get more money. Listen, I'm not paid by attendance. Hello? Don't you listen to the devil. Don't you let the devil beat you out of eternal life because if you dangle with him, you will lose. The altar's open for you if you're lost to be saved. I promise I will not embarrass you. I will help you. Couples, if if things aren't right in your house, you and your wife need to be down here, man. Bring your youngins with you. God's blessed us in so many ways, but we've neglected the altar. But I appreciate the crowd that was down here this morning. So, well, I don't want to come forward. I'll embarrass myself and my family. What's it going to be like when your family all saved but you and they get to heaven and they go to looking for you and you ain't there? And time is done run out. I beg you today, obey the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, I, I thank you for allowing me to get through this morning. And Lord, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts. Lord, we just need to do right. I pray for those in this auditorium this morning that's never invited you into their heart. Lord, I pray that that, that they would come. I pray that their family would come with them. I pray that any backslidden would be in this altar, Lord, praying, asking you to forgive them. Whatever way God might have spoken to you as a congregation today, I ask you to move in the name of Jesus. 
For we ask it in his name. Amen.